0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Urumchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers.
1: I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I think that is the, the best lead we've ever done. Shout out to Aaron for, for finding that video and inspiring that segment. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day where the Edmonton Oilers are on a two game win streak and the vibes are high. I may have declared this team down and out on Oilers Nation radio before the Washington game on Friday, but I'll tell you something feeling pretty good about this team right now. How about you, Aaron?
2: Liam, we might be back. I got my swagger back. I'm in such a good mood today. If you watched After Dark last night, I I spent the entire weekend with a smile on my face. It's It's been a good time. And I know that there's a lot of people that wanted to give up on this team. I kept the receipts. I will have my receipt show one day. But right now, there's no negativity. It's all positivity. We're so back. And I think I got my swagger back.
1: That's the best video ever. I keep thinking of the other one, too, where it's like, it's another football player, and he might even be like from the same. Okay, I was segment. thinking about
2: this before we were talking. I
1: also can't remember. Is, is it the one where he's like, you know, they had us in the first half. Yes. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> not gonna lie, they had us in the first half, and I'm kind of feeling that way about this team right now. Is yeah, they had us in the first half, but now we're on a two game win streak. The vibes are high. Remember when we had three wins in a row only two weeks ago? We are now four and three in the knobby era. Yeah, right. Which is good. That is good. That is a good
2: thing. That's positive. I see somebody here said James Hamlin's on a 16 goal pace.
1: Let's go. Oh, Zach we'll Hyman's for above 40, I think. Yeah, we'll definitely get into some uh, some hammy <laughs> on this show. But yes, welcome into Oilers Nation every day and into the sports closet studio, St. Albert, Kingsway Mall, Hewitt Park Mall, where you'll find me on the phone more often <laughs> than not. I'm going to make some phone calls. Great service. I also live phone service. a minute or two away from the Shird Park Mall. Yeah, maybe so come see on us. over. I usually have an ice cream when I go because you had an ice cream at Shrewd Park Mall. It's true. I'm not going to give him a shout out. Hey, do you have hot water at your house back Yeah, hot water is up and thriving. There we go. Uh, Liam said he
2: didn't have hot water. Yeah, and i was wondering if he was going to show up at my house to
1: shower. <laughs> I would to let him. I want to let him. They, uh, they got handled pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, look. We take a lot of things for granted, and when they're gone, then you realize how much you actually needed that one thing. Mm-hmm. I never realized, like I did, but I never put into perspective how much hot water meant to me. Dishwasher, everything, laundry, laundry, simply washing your hands.
2: <laughs> yeah, you ever, ever wash your hands in
1: just ice cold water? No, it it's cold, It's it, it is very very cold. So yeah, if you need hot water tank, I would recommend getting one before it explodes on you. Like mine, pretty much did too. There you go. That Cat. was last week, buddy. We're this week, people. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're back. The um, Finny Cat YouTube chat is buzzing and is fans of the, the new lead we just created, Aaron. But the first comment in the chat today is from Bring Cassian Home. If McDavid can put up five points every game, we'll still win the president's trophy, guys. Yes, we will. Did you see the stat that McDavid now has nine five-point games in his career, which is the most by an active player in the NHL. I believe second That's is Malkin eight. with eight and then Dreisaitl's on there with six. And there's a bunch of other guys. John Hubido has five. I actually don't think any of those are with. Bag Mills just walked in with donuts too. Ooh, like, dude, what a good day right now. He must have hit a bet. He did. He, he, oh, he, he went you did. off he last night. All, everyone, every period. Yeah. So i have a little Malkin. Wow! Yeah, really
2: everybody at home, I hope you're in a good mood like we are too. Vibes are incredible I right now. Can you not open these boxes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are live. Struggles <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Hey. And I get first dibs? First dibs. Oh, I'm gonna go with this one. Let me know in the chat. What's your go to donut? I think I'm a Boston oh. cream guy. What is this one? Acruela. What is your favorite donut?
2: That one right there, baby. Boston <laughs> cream. That's it. Mm, mm, mm. Danger
1: Sweet said Liam is secretly one of the orphans from Oliver Twist. <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, vibes are good, man. Vibes are good. Everybody in here.
1: Oh. Sorry, we'll really get moving on the show. Yeah, yeah, we but gotta eat. Two in the Lily mind. just said, well, I haven't seen in the chat before, so if you have, I, you've been around, I apologize, but welcome to the show either way. Vegas, obviously the Oilers' opponent on. Tuesday. Tuesday. Lily said Vegas last 10, four, mm. five, and one Oilers last 10, five and five. Are we catching the We're golden night? Okay. There it is. We are at better. the right time. Maybe. I, I mean, that's going to be the real test for the team, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about what happened <laughs> last night. <laughs> I'll put, put your put donut down, down. <laughs> it, at Rogers place. Not a good start for the Edmonton Oilers. They obviously gave away the power play early. And then Vander Kane lets kind of Max Max Jones slip away there. But then he recovers very well, gets a goal. But then Stuart Skinner, I don't know what he was thinking on that Anaheim second goal. Why not? What, like, why did he try to like? It was awkward. It was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. He blocked, it, he blocked his own shot. It man. almost felt like like a pond hockey goal where, or like a men's league goal where the guy was just an older goalie was like couldn't be down on his knees too much. Like needed to get up a little bit, and then he's like. You lift up at such a bad time, and then it's like that goal just goes right underneath them. We spoke about it right before the show, and credit to Skinnery, he picked it up. Yep, exactly. But boy, oh boy, that was not a reassuring couple of minutes there.
2: I was like, man, I was pissed. I was once again, I said it, I mean, you all heard it on After Dark last night, but I was rattled like, man, you do not know what you're getting with this guy. I talked about sophomore slump on pregaming, but credit where credit's due. He let in the week one there, the second one, the first one. What are you gonna do about yeah, that? Like that was a beautiful call. play. Yeah, but the thing with Skinner is he locked it down and made every stop he needed to from that point on. And while it wasn't pretty, hey, okay, I believe his save percentage was starts with a nine again. So, take it. so
1: there we go, nine thirteen. You see it right there. What did they show on the on the screen during the game? I think he has a nine oh four in his last five games. Which in comparison was like an an eight something in the in the yeah. previous however many games. I might have some. So Stuart important. Skinner, I think it's fair to say he's he's found his his rhythm back in his game again, right? Like I like I said, that second goal wasn't good by any means, but throughout the game he made he always didn't give away too many big chances. But either way, like Skinner made the saves and allowed the others' offense to to run away with it and give him some run support, which is something. He's been in a little bit more of recently, and he's not been able to back yep. it up. I'm thinking of the Tampa Bay game. The other score, five and lose, or four, whatever it was, lose that game. You need Skinner to, to maybe make one extra save there. I think the 10 is you no know, one, is people were yep. pointing at the most, but mistakes were made up the ice a little bit further. But either way, Oilers run away with it. But the thing I like the most about it is... Get so getting our, Cain, back? We got our <laughs> swagger too, back? Me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> but the Evander Kane goal... Uh, sorry, the Evander Kane one way messed up on the goal, which was Anaheim's first goal. You never saw that again the rest of the game. Yep. The adjustment was made immediately, and the Oilers were dialed in and focused on playing good defensive hockey, and they found a way the rest of the way, and then everyone scored. Everyone. It was a point night, dude. It, it was, was a point it night. It was a point night. Can we get the first goal, please, Aaron? I believe yeah, it was Evander sure. Kane. And a first Edmonton Oilers point for our boy Connor Brown. Great play by him, too, to find Der Kane, to... To get on the board, I can't believe this was his first point, but great finish <laughs> by Evander Gain there, too. And great job, Connor Brown. I'm so happy. I I he was he had a few good lucks in there in the first period there. That one shot too where he's kind of coming across and made Dostal make it one of yep. his yep. like what do you make? Three saves in a game, Lucas Dostal? I could <laughs> not believe he was how my long, gold performer last uh, time. Oh yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. I can't believe how long they, they left him in the crease for.
2: He looked like he was just broken shell of a man, too. Like, he had no confidence. What, three goals on four shots? Yeah. And it oh, was... man. The goalie curse, the backup goalie curse, at least for now, can be put for a little bit to bed there. Because we dominated that, man.
1: Yeah. It was it was very impressive. And if you remember Lucas Dostal, it's because last season he came in and he beat the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. I was at that game. I with my dad. We had great seats. We paid good money for some seats behind the net unbelievable You want that view unbelievable Wallace
2: had great seats last night yeah, he, he was got with
1: McMullin. he got the McMullin treatment last night McMullin just treating us treating us well there at all this nation again shout yeah. out to shout out to him and his dedication to Christopher
2: the, Palmer to is trying to treat me nicely and take me to a game yeah I just I don't know if I'm ever gonna go to a game so
1: yeah well hey someone's gotta talk about it I gotta talk about it if you ever wanna go let me know hey there you go McDavid gets on the board next with a three on one where That man was not missing that chance. He buried that one right past Dostal there too. Was this Nurse with the initial pass? I believe. I think so. Nurse kind of plays out then against Hyman and then yeah. So Johnell Nurse, like boy oh boy, we're gonna get to his highlight reel player pretty quick. But that was sick. That was a sick goal by McDavid. Again, there's so much to talk about in this game because he scored eight goals. This eight? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they had one disallowed. That's not a typo, brother. That's reality right there. And they had one disallowed, but McDavid was buzzing. And I just want to keep going ahead because Oilers have already scored three goals at this point. And we haven't even seen the best ones yet. Because this pass by Darnell Nurse. That's a $9 million pass. Is everything. This is incredible. To put that right on. And credit to News 2 for corralling it and bringing it into himself. And then giving himself enough time to keep going. But boy, oh boy, that was a crazy pass. And I believe you said, Aaron, in the post game, Nuge said, like, Daryl said to him, like, hey, this is the play. Yep, yeah. he said that it was all...
2: Here, I have it here somewhere. I mean, I think this is it. Yeah, that was all nursey. He called it before the draw and made a perfect pass. I said to you, we were talking before the game. Nice, you can chew, I can talk. Nice, we got a good, Go back, good. And back and forth going on here. But that there was two goals, I believe, last night that were set off the face-off. Mm. A, We're winning face-off draws in the offensive end. In the defensive end, you win the draw. You have the set play. Execute it to perfection. I asked you, is that coaching? Is that
1: execution? You said... I think it's coaching and the players execute. Yeah. That's something when the players watch video and they see these open... The coaches watch video. They see these openings displayed to the players and the players have to go and execute. When you have the talent the others have, they're able to expose teams so bad when they're buzzing. I think that's exactly what they did to Anaheim last night. They found that there's a big gap between their two defensemen. I think they scored uh, two, maybe well, three. Hyman uh, had a break with had two, two, so, yeah. had two. And then Nuchad is one. Something like that, anyway.
2: <laughs> it's too many. Too many to keep track of. <laughs> there was so night, many goals. the crown royal scoring summary took like 25 minutes last night because <laughs> <laughs> there's too many goals. There's
1: too Just, many goals, Doc. So there. that one was sick. But this Hyman one was my favorite goal. Just because yeah. it was so... This was also clearly a set play. This was one of the two face-off plays that you spoke about. But McDavid wins the draw, bangs it back to, I think it was Bouchard on Nurse, whoever it was. Swings his way all the way around the net. And then Hyman pokes his way out, just stands there. McDavid just puts it right onto his stick and Hyman just bangs it home. It was just incredible. Like that McDavid just knew, like everyone just knew where they needed to be. And I feel like we haven't seen that synergy from this team much this season. Off a draw. Off a draw. There it is. Whoever that is. I think it's Bouchard. Finds McDavid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They make it look so easy. (laughs) And that, and that, That is not easy. That is not an easy goal to do, to have it work. Like, plays work perfectly in games often, I would say. But the fact McDavid was just not seen lingering around is a credit to McDavid about how bad the Ducks were, I guess, last night, too. And it's just... Like, what I said well, before... was Vinny on the goal. Sorry. Good, thanks, for
2: Good us. teams will go and beat the ever-living... I would yeah. have bad teams. I saw some people last night on Twitter, or whatever, Reddit, not really even. In, we didn't really have many trolls last night because it was such an ass kicking yes. that there's nothing you could really say, but that, I don't know. Those are, those are great plays. We're positive. I'm in such a good mood. We might be back, but I wanted to, before we just move along here, the Darnell nurse pass. It was a big topic of conversation last night. I saw we posted it on Instagram. Nice. Get another bite in. I got some here. It's all gone. Darnell nurse is finally getting the appreciation he deserves. I have been a Darnell nurse fan since day one. Last year it was tough because he was getting... Rightfully so, to some extent. A lot of hate, some not rightfully, whatever. But everybody has their whipping boy. Yep. I keep doing it on pregaming and the post-game. I made a poll the other day. Is Darnell Nurse been the best defenseman on this team this season? 92% said yes. Last night was a Darnell Fest of men. There's still some people who obviously bring up the contract. Whatever. I'm so tired of hearing it. You'd sign it in front of you as well. And I'm sorry if you think... That we would be a better team if we lost Darnell Nurse. It's the old debate of, well, you could get two guys for four point five million dollars. We say, find that in reality, that doesn't exist. This team would not be better without Darnell Nurse. He is our stud D-man. What do you have? Three points last night. I think so, Twenty-five yeah. minutes of ice with two black eyes and his face messed up. <laughs> he looks. That's unreal. a hockey player, man. He needs his props. Everybody in the chat, I hope you agree.
1: I think I agree. Well, I don't think I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> With him being the best defenseman on the team is a prop to him. I don't know if everyone else has played that well, but he's been the most consistent, which is good. Which is he's not good.
2: responsible for how No, no, else no. Playing.
1: Exactly, exactly. And he needs to be consistent when everyone else is playing so bad. Like, hey, he's obviously made mistakes. If you go and watch any other defenseman yeah. in the NHL, they'll make mistakes too. And I think this year, if I remember, just thinking back to last year a little bit, he made errors that were so blatant that they would stand out so much yeah. and it was so easy to pick on him. feel like we're not seeing that as much from him and his offense is is good. And the thing that's always going to let him down with those offensive numbers is, the fact, he doesn't play on the power. Yeah. So he's going to lose 20 points right there. Last season. Well, PP2 four, goal last night, though. True. And I believe he got an assist on that yep, goal. So there you go. Uh, eight points in 20 games this season. Three goals for Darnell Nurse. Last season, of course, was top five, I believe, in, in five on five scoring for a defenseman. He's a great player. I always, and I understand it. We always, as fans in in hockey, we always look at the contracts. And we're all very invested in it. I don't know if there's any other sport where I know what players get paid. Like, I, I have no idea what NBA, I know what NBA players get paid. I don't know how the cap necessarily works because it's a bit different. They pay like four guys and then the rest get bed minimum. Exactly. <laughs> NFL, is just so many players, but like maybe it's because hockey is such more of a, a team sport that we all value contracts a little bit differently, but it's the only sport that people really care about yeah. for contracts, which is, is kind of nuts. But Down Down Nurse was fantastic last night. Evan Bouchard had a good night offensively too. Was, was quiet on the defensive end, which is good. I think that's one of the best games we've seen from Ekholm in a while. Cody CC, Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. What a deep pairing, We yeah. are now in Facial injuries. And they yeah, stay out there. And some boys. That hockey plays now. Cody CC. Ceci Cody CC probably needed a, a, a little shame. bit of, a little bit of bruising on his face, to be honest. He's to be too like good a looking. Real hockey player. He's too good looking. Uh, first career multiple game for Vinny as well, I believe, last mm-hmm. I see somebody in here just said, "Where was this?" Um,
2: man, there's so many people in here. It was it was Vinny DeHarnay. Hate. And I did not agree with it. Here it is, Naeem. I've never disliked a player more than Dejernay. Every time I'm watching it, it seems like he makes a bum decision in his own zone. I strongly disagree with that, but I I think not all the time. Obviously, he does make blunders, but
1: I think he's coming into his own right now. I think he's been playing well the last handful of games. I think he's maybe got that new coach bump for himself. One thing with Vinny, which I think he's just always going to track in the rest of his life, He's very awkward because he's so big. Like his, he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, but I think it's because he's six foot seven and just doesn't have the room and yeah. mobility in himself to make it look smooth. smooth. Nothing's ever smooth with he's him. He's very, very like broken up his play. I, I, I agree to an extent that like, what, what was the exact quote, sir? I don't see it. Naeem,
2: Naeem here. Oh, I've never disliked a player more than de Hernay. Every time I'm watching him, it seems like he makes a bum decision in his zone.
1: It was only a few games ago that he hit the post on his own net. Too.
2: So <laughs> You've I, never I, disliked
1: a player more than him? That's crazy. That, that's not that's true. Not Adam Ernie plays on this team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I would say for Vinny is... Catching I, strays, brother. I don't think he's an everyday defenseman. I think... The Oilers, I, I wrote about this. I believe it's out in Oilers Nation. Every, uh, See, right Nation now, right the now.
2: way he's playing, I do think he's an everyday defenseman.
1: But that's just the last handful of games. Exactly. Like, how long is he going to be before he kind of falls off a cliff a little bit again? I don't think he leaves the Oilers exposed in any, any regard. But I think there's a guy on the Philadelphia Flyers that the Oilers should have some interest in. His name is Sean Walker. Few people obviously know he played for the Kings. and I understand he was a bit injured a couple of years ago. Healthy scratch in the playoffs, too. But now he's on Philly and he's playing a pretty good role. He's 2.65 million. I don't know if Philly are going to do that right now because they're second in the Metro and the others are obviously like second last in the Pacific. But eventually, like one of them is going to balance his way out. But you always need to address that position because Vinny's a good defenseman. He's better when he doesn't have to play every single night. So,
2: Brett Brett just asked in the chat, why does Ernie always catch trades, Liam?
1: Why does Ernie catch straight? Hey, I'm going to say this about Ernie. He's played very well the last three or four games. I said yesterday on After
2: Dark, there's a couple moments that he took it down the wing fast and like fluid dangles, like a little toe drag stuff. And I was like rubbing my eyes going, is it late or is that that actually 21 right
1: there? Here's what I'll say about Adam Ernie. Got his first point as an oiler last night. I just don't know why he was brought in. Like I don't, I just find it very interesting that the others went down this route again of bringing in a PTO who was a guy who clearly had a ceiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they did it a couple of years ago, like Jake Vatanen, obviously the off the ice stuff, but he was never going to be anything better than an in and out guy. When these other guys out on the market too, that we've seen like a Sonny Milano, you know, he had a very good season a couple of years ago. I think he was on Columbus and then wherever he, he's on Washington now, wherever he kind oh, of Washington. all ended up. It was like, why are you not going after those guys? You can get on cheaper deals. I just don't know what Adam Ernie is going to bring any more than what he does. He's done but very I feel well. Like you
2: need one or two of those guys that are just basic but fourth he, line.
1: He can't kill penalties. He doesn't play on the power yeah, play. I guess that would, the penalty like, kill thing would be—he's a bit useless, but he not in like a rude way. No, I get what you mean. But he's playing very well at the moment. I will give him one hundred percent credit. I'm fine. I, him when think I was the first wrong. time
2: I can say that we agree with Adam Ernie because yeah. I'm not going to use the word useless, but yeah. If you're a bottom six guy, you need to offer other, other things like a penalty kill. Yeah, But like, also he's also a guy okay who, takes, PK, who takes but... a number and will go run you into the center of earth.
1: Exactly. But he's played well. But I think when this team is healthy, he's the guy that right. you just have back and forth. He go. I just yeah. think there's better options. That's my only thing with him. But whatever. It doesn't even matter with him anymore. But one guy who is thriving on this team right now, James Hamlin. James Hamlin, two goals this season. Last night, got a little bit lucky in the way the, the way the puck came back to him. But Make your own you luck, luck. Make your own luck. What's that thing? You have to be good to be lucky. You got to be lucky you to be good. Be you got to be, be good. good to be lucky. Something, like, Something that. like that. Great finish by him, too. And it's like uh, Knobloch said the other day. Is that goal 250, 251? It's his second goal in the NHL. Takes it right there. Gets it right back. No hesitation to just bang that one home. First goal in Edmonton for the Edmonton native. you love to see it but I'm going to spin this into a negative. Why can't Ryan McLeod do that? Oh, God. Why can't Ryan McLeod come in with speed like that and take his opportunities like James Hamlin did? Get his confidence sink, But that was not anything special. He shot the puck. It got blocked. It was actually a bad, bad. shot. And then he was able to redeem himself. Where he did he shoot with it from, the, play. The, middle
2: well, the middle of the, of the ice. ice. In the sloth. Crazy and how that we've,
1: works. We've seen McLeod get those chances, and it never hits the net. And it's just like, come on, man. You've got to find a way here to justify your $2 million contract. When you have guys like Ernie and James Hamlin, Sam, Sam Gagne coming in from Bakersfield and actually making a difference in this team and you're in the lineup every single night, mostly out of necessity rather than a one, unfortunately, right now. They need more from Ryan McLeod, but credit to James Hamlin for actually going out and making a difference on the ice. He, for me... Needs to be in this team every single night.
2: I said it on pre-gaming. There is no way you can send that guy down right now. And what I loved last night is he did his interview with Gene. I think it was the second, yeah, second yes. intermission because he scored. And they and forgot it, to cut it. I thought it was very, very weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was whatever. But during it, he said that he was like, my game starts in the, de- I'm paraphrasing, but my game starts in the defensive zone. Any offense that comes is a total bonus. That was also yeah. the definition of Vinny was, that's why I also disagreed with what Naeem said there. This replay doesn't go back enough that we have, but Vinny tried to get it out at one point in their own end. He couldn't do it. They kept it in. Then he's still behind the net. He gets the puck and he takes the one, 1,000, 1,000 to go. Okay. Assess. What am I going to do? He rang it off the glass, got it out enough. And that was, I think to Bouchard or no, it was Ernie yeah. who made the beautiful pass, yeah, but go. it was great. Like Campbell said, start in defensive zone. You're good there. It'll all move out forward yeah. and that's a bonus. And then he gets a shot blocked and he gets it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he's
2: just flopping all over the place. I don't even know what that was. That's 200-foot that's hockey right there.
1: I, I do like the, the quote from, from Hamlin saying his game starts in the defensive zone. And if you work hard there, you're going to get rewarded. On Our guest yes. is
2: here. Is he really? On the star mechanical gas He's early. He's early. Should I bring him in? I see him giggling right now. Should we make him wait? Yeah, let's make him wait. I see him.
1: Oh, let's bring him in. I got my checkboard, Tyler. My sponsorship list. Can you see that?
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Can, I can't hear him. Can you guys hear him? Because we can't. Uh, I can't hear you, Tyler. Are you muted? I was what? muted. That's, there, there you, you go. go. You've been away for too long. You don't even know how to turn on microphones anymore. Where are
0: you? I've Winnipeg? Uh, no, in the Philadelphia airport. I'm hanging out. Amber's here. Hello, Amber. Um, Hello, Amber. You can wave. Okay, yeah. or don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in the Philly airport. Figured nothing better to do than join my boy Liam because I breezed through security in about four minutes.
1: Nice. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to 15 more minutes. I'm still doing I my recap, Tyler. I, I spoke about how Adam Ernie might be back on the redemption train, but I'm still not 100% fan. And I also... Gave Ryan McLeod a little bit of crap because James Hamlin has two goals this season. Ryan McLeod still has a big donut next to his name. But did you catch the game last night? What do you think? What do you, Are we back? Yeah. Yep. I,
0: I mean, you know my rule. I'm not going to say the Oilers are back until they've won five in a row. They need to get to five in a row. Until then, yeah. it's it's just thumbs up the whole way. So, I don't know. Last night was... The the win against Washington was more impressive, right? Like last night against Anaheim, it's run and gun hockey against an objectively terrible club like Anaheim stinks. So should that game have gone exactly how it did? Yeah, absolutely. The Oilers should do that to teams like Anaheim every single time. So the win against Washington was more impressive. Still, you collect the two points. Hopefully it gives them a bit of their swagger back. Um, This nice little run here. Connor McDavid's swagger is definitely back. So it's a good building block, but I'm not sitting here saying they're back.
1: Yeah, there's uh well we've spoken about the game a lot, but there's actually one thing I've been uh, very keen on asking you and this isn't a joke. But what did you think of the speculation that Jack Campbell is the only solution to the Oilers' goaltending problems? <laughs> um
0: i think calling him the only solution is a little bit silly right like we know there's options on the trade market if the oilers want to go pay the price so i mean to sit there and be like it's only jack that can save it no also has he had a couple of okay starts now in the american league he had a shutout that i think he only you know he had like an eight something save percentage the other night or a nine something save percentage whatever it was like
1: i don't know i haven't seen enough there to be like yeah let's call him up in the next seven days Yeah, I think that would be the silly. And that's the thing, too. is like, what's the timeline on this? Like, how long are you just going to hope that Stuart Skinner and Calvin Picard are just going to be able to carry the load? Like, Picard, to his credit, has actually been pretty good in the two games that he's played. He was good in uh, response to against Florida and then decent in his start, sorry, in Florida and whatever it was, right? So that was good. But then, like, Skinner, you watch the start of that game and it's like, okay, those, that first goal wasn't really your fault. That was Patrick, uh, Patrick Game, paraphrasing. That would have been nice, uh, Evander King coming in, and then the second one of uh, what, like, what was that? Like, do do you think Skinner's been good? I guess, or what do you think? Because he got pulled too, like, only two games ago.
0: Yeah, so I I have an article coming out tomorrow on uh, Oilers Nation where I talked about this a bit. Like, he's had a nine hundred or better save percentage now in five of his last got seven it. games. The issue is two of them have been absolute stinkers right he gave up 5 to Tampa Bay and then he gave up four to Carolina but if outside of that like he's put together some really nice games against Seattle 944 against the Islanders 970 Seattle again 914 Washington shutout 1000 and then 913 last night against Anaheim gave up a weak one yesterday to the Ducks I really really disliked that second goal that's one he needs to stop but He's given up two goals over the course of his last two games. That's really, really good and a step in the right direction. So I think they can keep riding Stuart Skinner for a little bit here. But can that get you through the next month? I don't know. I, I think maybe you can survive the next week or so because you have you know that built-in sort of bye week coming up at some point here. Um, but at, you can't run Pickard and Skinner for the whole season. At some point, you need to address it. And I'm not convinced that just bringing up Jack Campbell is the right play.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, to be honest. And I I always reference the LA Kings of this, obviously because of the trade they made in the summer, but also they turned Kyle Peterson and Jonathan Quick into Phoenix, Carplay, and Corpasalo. And the only reason they lost in the playoffs to the Oilers wasn't those guys, but their offense just wasn't good enough to compete for six games against the Oilers, right? So I just think there's no excuse for this team just to sit on their hands and pretend that the only solution is within when we all know it's... There's a lot out there, like we just said. But I wrote an article, too, about other options nice, nice. On, the, on the trade front. Where else do you think this team needs to address issues? I said I think they need another defenseman, specifically on the right side. Like Last night when it looked like Cody Cc went down the tunnel and they said he eventually came back. It was like, if that guy's out for a while, the others are totally screwed on the right side with Bouchard and Vinny. And then also catching strays again. But Ryan McLeod hasn't done a lot. This season, like where where do you think they need to go here?
0: Yeah, I think there are other options they need to address. The right shot D thing is definitely something we're going to hear more and more of as we head closer to the trade deadline. I I just don't think you can really expect to go through the season fully healthy. Like if a left shot D man got hurt. okay, you put Philip Broberg in the lineup you're elevating someone like if it was Eck or nurse right one of those guys needs to take on a bit more broberg's in the lineup you're kind of covered if a righty got hurt right now like okay what you're living with broberg playing the right side or someone playing their offside also i just think you could use an upgrade on cody cc at some point i i think he's been fine this year but again not exactly a world beater by any stretch so i think the right shot thing you'll hear more about and the center you're bang on with that like Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a winger. We all need to accept and love him for what he is, and it's a good top six winger. They don't have a third-line center. Ryan McLeod's not cutting it, and I know we can talk about his age and say at some point it's going to get better, but even if it does get better for Ryan McLeod, I think you're still looking for a centerman. Maybe it's someone more in that 4C range, not the 3C, but this team will need a center. This team will need their 2024 version of Nick Buchstad.
1: May I get a little crazy here with, a, with an idea? What ab- what about no? <laughs> okay, people, people are gonna be intrigued by this one. I think oh, I hate it. What if the others just went out and got Elias Lindholm? Ah, uh, he's expe- He'll be so
0: expensive, and he'll be a pure rental because oh. you won't be able to afford to sign him.
1: Why would? He- but is that not worth it if they're in a position to go and win? Like this is all if this season continues to trend in a good direction, right? Like it doesn't yeah. matter if yeah. if they suck. Like I, well, I pulled a. Pulled a leaf out of your buck the other day, Tyler, and I said the others were done. So that was not good for me, oh, especially... Yeah. I, I said it right before the Washington <laughs> game too, but they, they, they go out, they get Lindholm, and then you can have your three of McDavid, Dry, Lindholm, who is a defensive forward, obviously, has been like a Selkie nominee. I think he was second a couple of years ago, like $4.8 million on the cap. I don't know what the price would be, but even if they retain until the end of the season, like that is very affordable in the sense of cap.
0: So if you were to part ways with your first McLeod, CeCe, and Borgo, so two premium assets, McLeod, who maybe they think they're buying low on, CeCe's the cap dump, what else do you have to throw in to get Lindholm and a defenseman? Because I think that would be the play, right? If you're going to give up a ton of really good assets to Calgary, then you you want to cover on the blue line as well. So can you get a 10 of, you know, he has a 10 team, no trade list, but for the last 25 games of the season, does he go, you know what? I'm still relatively close to my family this way. Edmonton has a chance to win. I'll go boost my value there. I think they should be interested in a guy like a Chris Tanov. I think to a lesser extent, Nikita Zadorov. he doesn't shoot the the right way, right? He's, yeah, he's a lefty. Um, so, you know, I would explore the cost of a Lindholm Tanev deal, but I'll just, I, I don't see it as realistic, man. I, I just think yeah. where the Oilers are going to be shopping, they'll be looking more on the impactful side on the blue line and more on the depth side up front.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a long shot too. But when I, I was kind of looking through names, I was like, it's not like crazy to think of. Like, because like you said, like, there's Edmonds and of Calgary have made trades before historically. It's not like they're just blacklisted from each other. Like, it's something that does happen. And like you said, it's only three hours away. It's not too far away for a 25-game span, however long it may be. I don't think it's crazy to think of, but another name that's probably way more realistic. What do you think of Sean Walker on the blue line? He's actually having a pretty good season in Philly. He's about two six. So I, I
0: think with Walker... That's a guy who might go to one of these spots who are looking for more immediate help. He's a right shot, so I wouldn't mind him. Um, but what's his ceiling, right? Like, is he a very, very big upgrade on Cody CC? He's not. So it's probably not worth the cost of doing business. And I think Philly's actually going to try probably cash in on how high his value is sooner rather than later so he doesn't play like junk for two months before the deadline. Um, I could see him being a guy in Vancouver, if we're being honest, relatively low cap hit. They could squeeze him in. They're starting to get banged up a bit. I think Sean Walker would make sense uh, there. Can I throw a different name at you from a team that's struggling, though, no, Liam?
1: Go ahead. Is it Samuel Montembeau and Sean Monahan?
0: <laughs> no, but I do like that duo as well, uh, as you know. But what if you called up Columbus? And, I mean, things are not going good there. Yarmo Kekalainen's on his last legs. He's got a modified no-trade clause, but what if you could get Boone Jenner out of yep. Columbus?
1: Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that, that oh, would be a good
2: dude, one. Dude, that's a sick name I'll, right there. Oh, I'll, I'd be so in favor of that.
1: I'll be honest. I really thought you were going to say Patrick Lyon. Yeah, there. I did too. <laughs> you oh, there? God, no. That's yeah. the last. This team needs
0: to play more defense, not less defense. And the thing with Jenner, like I see we have a comment from David in the Facebook chat who says it's too early to rent. And I, I understand that thinking. If you could go to Columbus, maybe you can get like Boone Jenner two more seasons, 3.75. So, if you swapped Ryan McLeod for him, like you're almost there from a cap hit perspective. You'd have to add a little bit more onto that, obviously. But I don't know. They got D-men to burn too. Like I'm just looking. Their right shot D. Severson obviously just signed. Good Branson, I don't like. Andrew Peak is actually a decent player. Adam Boquist is a young right shot D-man, 23 years old. Jake Beans on that blue line can play both sides. They're trying to make room for David Juracek to be a full-timer. Like right now... On their roster, Jake Bean's a lefty, sorry, so he wouldn't play on the right side, but right now on their roster, they have Severson, Branson, Peek, Boquist, and Juracek. They have five true right-shot defensemen on their roster right now. Maybe you could do something like a McLeod and CC plus picks or prospects, and you could get Andrew Peek and Boone Jenner out of it.
1: I mean, yeah, I think that's, if the Oilers can get forward and a defenseman in the same deal whatever team it may be then that's the direction yeah. they need to go. a lot of people tyler specifically daryl sutter is saying we're not being realistic and we need to get back to reality shouldn't talk about trades he
2: also said, why are you talking about trades we just won eight to two which i stand we're, with. we're on a two game we're on a
1: heater <laughs> buddy we're rolling here we're not a lot of fun to talk about we've been joking about trades but realistically too like the oilers are six games out of a playoff spot here like where are your vibes at right now? What, what are you thinking? Like, I know, I know you said off the top, like this team needs to kind of get going here. They have a Vegas team that's actually not been great the last 10 or so games. Like they lost three nothing to Washington the other day too. And then lost two nothing last night. Like they're kind of catching Vegas at a really good time.
0: Yeah. Vegas is four five and one in their last 10 games, man. Like I know that's the Oilers are only one win better in their last 10, but the point is you made is good. Like, Vegas is not at their best right now. Where I'm at with the Oilers, and I'll I'll give you a line that I used in my piece that's going to drop tomorrow on the site, is the biggest reason to be optimistic about this hockey team has nothing to do with the Oilers themselves. It's how the Western Conference is looking right now. Seattle's in that last playoff spot on pace for 78 points. If the Oilers win their two games in hand on the Kraken, they're only two points back of Seattle. I know, again, you have to win those games in hand. Games in hand are only valuable if you go and cash in on them. but Look at the teams who are ahead of Edmonton in the wildcard race. Anaheim is one spot in front of them. They're junk. They're crumbling. They will continue to crumble. Calgary's in the mix, but Craig Conroy's got an interesting decision to make. Like, if they're sitting in, you know, three spots out of a playoff position at, ahead of the deadline, they might sell off. Like, I'm not sure how much of a threat Calgary is. Arizona, I think they are what they are. They're a 500 hockey team who maybe they catch fire late in the season, but I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Nashville, they are what they are. They're a 500 hockey team. Seattle cannot score. They only have 62 goals on the season. St. Louis, uh, their GM, Doug Armstrong, was on with Frank on Frankly Speaking and used the word rebuild. Like they aren't focused on winning this year either. Like you just look at the teams who are above the Oilers and it's, you can get one of those two wild card spots, I think, pretty easily here. You're not going to have to find a way to get back into this and be a 100 point team this year. I think ninety-two or ninety-three gets you into the playoffs this season, which is good news for Edmonton. The biggest reason to be happy right now with where they're at, or I shouldn't say happy, the reason to be optimistic about where they could go—a much better way to phrase it—it's because the rest of the conference is junk.
1: Yeah, that is a that's a really good way to put it. I saw a lot of people saying that last night too, and the others were buzzing around versus the Ducks. But just to move away from from the Oilers talk, you've. You've obviously been hanging out with Frank Cervalli recently, yep. so I'm sure yep. you've been informed on a little bit more NHL stuff and seen a few things. But I wanted to ask you about the Jacob Trouba... Uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Assault? That was crazy.
0: I'm i so confused about why this isn't a suspension, especially because the Rangers are rolling right now. And like again, it's so much less of a headline if you're the NHL and you're like, yeah this is a game or two like no one would complain or argue with that so i don't know why they didn't suspend him i don't know how you could look at this and say it's a five thousand dollar fine like he swung his stick at a dude's head that's insane
1: yeah and and to comparison's sake like austin matthews i think got two games for like cross checking rasmus darlene in the face which was Mm -hmm. a a suspension for sure but clearly like an accidental placement of his staking meant to cross check him in the chest. And then it, it rolled up like whatever, like suspension pass, Petrangelo got one game for trying to chop off. Leandro is hands. And then Dreamer gets <laughs> nothing for that. It's just like, it's such a weird inconsistency for me. No consistency. No, that's a clear, there's a clear one game at minimum, but another place I wanted to go with you quickly, Tyler the Corey Perry situation is super weird. I know you spoke about it with Frank spoke about it. Sorry. On the rundown that you guys spoke about it today as well on daily face off. Like, can you just give people a bit of a, an update on what is happening? I know there's not a ton there and it's pretty vague too, but what's going on?
0: Yeah. The what's going on is that, no one knows what's going on. Like there's just seems to be no information right now on the Corey Perry thing. Uh, I'm sorry. I think, Oh no, I'm still on the right mic. I thought maybe I lost you guys there for a second. Um, I think he's going to be staying away from the team for a while here. The weird part about this is that, or not weird. Like the, the wrinkle in all of this is it's Chicago and that Blackhawks organization doesn't exactly have a lot of goodwill built up around the league and with fans. So they got to handle this well. And I think that's maybe why they they didn't do like a hey, he's hanging around the team, whatever. They just said, dude, go home. Like we're not even having you around. Get out of here. We'll deal with this. And I'm sure there's gonna be lawyers involved and whatnot. But yeah, it's the fact that he's away from the team and hasn't come back, man. That's that's something.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. Like when it happened, everyone was saying, like, oh, Corey Perry to the Oilers. And I was like, No, this is not a trade situation. This is just a no. really weird situation overall, but Getting even further away from hockey. You went to the Philadelphia Eagles and Buffalo Bills game last night. How you doing, buddy? How was that? (laughs) And how much did you get chirped after the game? Uh, It honestly... So, like, I had a bunch of people being
0: like, hey, man, like, don't wear your Bills gear to the game. Like, it's a really bad idea. Like... Philly fans are ruthless and it honestly wasn't that bad. Bills fans travel pretty well. So like there was probably a thousand Bills fans at the game. Like you could walk around and, you know, always kind of see another Bills fan somewhere. So I wore my Bills coat, um, didn't go with the Josh Allen jersey because I was like, you know what? If someone is going to pour a beer on me, at least yeah. I'll wear my waterproof coat in the whole thing. Um, but Eagles fans were honestly fine. Like, I didn't get yelled at too much outside of a little bit of like, you know, yeah, we're going to beat the hell out of you guys. or like, go home. They lost. So uh, the, the field is awesome. The tailgate was sick. And then, uh, of course, because Frank Saravalli knows absolutely everybody. There was a guy who, uh, who worked for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's like a season ticket rep. And he's actually from Calgary. Like we uh-huh. met him, whatever. First time Frank had met him as well. And this guy was like, Hey, why don't you come down? Like Frank's the season, take it older. He was like, I got you field passes, which is how I ended up on the field and all of that. Um, and then also, he let me, uh, which I felt weird wearing Bill's gear doing this, but he let me use his uh, or hold on to his Super Bowl ring. Oh, wow. And the staff in Philly actually got the exact same quality of Super Bowl rings as the players. So I was holding on to like a legit. Super Bowl ring at one point. So most of the night, like it was raining outside, but he had us in this lounge by the players tunnel. And like we were covered and getting free drinks. It was, I got the full Frank Cervalli experience at the game. So I'm flexing a little bit here, but it was really, really cool.
2: It looked unreal. I have one question was, do you have any sad photos of you walking out of there? Just soaked in rain (laughs) season over playoff (laughs) hopes dead. (laughs) I want that photo.
0: (laughs) Okay. We'll hold up. Let's just, the playoff hopes are not dead yet for the oh. Buffalo bills. Like they're six and six, they can rattle off a few wins and get right back in. If you Steelers want to talk got- about the dude, you want to talk about the Oilers and like the conference sucking. So they still have life. Like who do the bills have to catch? The Broncos might be fraudulent. The Houston Texans. They're okay. Tight. They're good. I don't know. The the Cleveland Browns don't have a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers are pretty average as well. Like, I don't know. I I don't think they're dead yet. I'll agree it's probably like a 20% chance they get in, but like that playoff picture yeah. is just messy.
1: I didn't have one good team to play in, and it's Kansas. Dallas are frauds, Miami yeah. are frauds, and then they play what New England, the Chargers, and then is Dallas, <laughs> is the Kansas the other one? But I don't know, a playoff team, like you said, like all those other teams don't have quarterbacks, and apparently now. We're supposed to believe that Denver Broncos are a good football team. Give me a break, uh, t- I- Tyler. Do you want to stick around or do you got to run? Um, I
0: can give you. I can stay for a few more minutes here. What time is it? Fifty-four or forty-four? Yeah, I got time. I'm not boarding it for a bit.
1: Okay. Well, how about uh, we talk about Betway quickly? Uh, Nineteen plus. Sure. Bet responsibly. I'm assuming you had some some money on the line yesterday in that Buffalo game.
0: Betway pre-built bet four to one. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen to both get a rushing TD.
1: Cashed it in the first quarter. That is a nice one. I, I went and watched the other game with my friend last night, and he found the bet on Betway. That was, um, this was actually for the Ravens Chargers game, and it was over three and a half field goals. And I had to watch him almost cry his, into his beer because Justin Tucker missed that field goal, which is like yeah. unheard of. Like Justin Tucker doesn't miss field goals, and that's all he needed to cash. And stupidly, this is not betting responsibly, folks. He put all his winnings from the day on that bet, and he missed it. So, yeah, but
0: you don't want to get chasing late in the day. Although I did, again, I had a Bill's money line ticket that didn't cash. And in my drunken sadness, I was like, the Oilers are hammering the ducks. So I hammered the Oilers on the puck line last night. So that was nice. That's
1: nice. That, that is a good idea. Uh, let's quickly then, we'll get your, your thoughts on the the Wendy's Survivor Pool game, which you can all go and play now. It's a fresh week over at dailyfaceoff.com. So head over there. You can uh, splash in your bets, prizes for the winners at the end of the week too. So I'm not going to lie, Tyler. I was out on Monday for the last week. So we got it. We need a big redemption one from this week. But Aaron, what are, what do we got here? You got the options for us? Yep. They're on the screen there. Can you see them, Liam?
2: Nope. They're not on. <laughs> they, they are. Lightning win oh. versus Avalanche. The Avalanche win... Tyler, you can see it on your screen. Right? Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I think was, oh, my slow. There we go. There now we it's go. on. Okay. So we got lightning to beat the Avalanche. The Avalanche beat the lightning. Pasternak, a goal. Vegas over three and a half goals. Tim Stutz over an assist. Buffalo over a power play goal. Nick, uh, Nikita Kucherov over one and a half points. Gil McCar shots. Washington, 25 and a half shots. And what's that? Kuchuk, Kuchuk one and, three and, half three and a half. What are you thinking, Tyler? Where are we going here? I think Pasternak's a good one. I'm interested to see this Kachuk
0: one. So is that Matt or Brady?
2: Matt, that would have been my pick as well. Three Uh, and a half.
0: Matt is averaging 3.22 hits for every 60 minutes. So not quite enough there for me to like that. I'll probably go, I'll go Kale McCarr in this one. Over two and a half shots. I think that's probably pretty safe,
1: hey? Yeah, Yeah. Can we lock that in? Oilers Nation every day locked in. Actually, no.
0: No, I lied. He's hit it once in his last five games. Um, I don't want to pick that one. I'm going to do Vegas to score four goals against Calgary. I think they get their offense back on track.
1: And then it falls off a cliff on Tuesday, though, right? It's a nice little scheduling
0: perk for the Oilers. Vegas is going to be playing their third game in four nights when they roll into Edmonton. Second of back-to-backs as well. We know teams can struggle. So it's actually kind of nice.
1: Yeah, that is, that is pretty good. But yeah, if you want to play along, go over to Daily Faceoff right now. And it's on the top right. And Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year by playing the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. For those of you who dream of smoking the competition like the three of us, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite the lack of winning combinations.
0: <laughs> uh, big- have, you, have you heard about their new menu items, Leo?
1: I was just going to say. I don't even know. It's all I know. What syrup? Seruptupus? Uh, right? <laughs> it's Seraph- supposed to be <laughs> uh, Serendipitous.
0: Serendipitous. Seraph- it's, it's supposed to be a play on words of Serendipitous, but because it's waffle fry, or sorry, not oh, waffle you. fries, because it's chicken strips and French toast sticks, it's syrup. dipitous, not Serendipitous. Well.
1: That was not clear. I I would would not have understood that. I feel like it was always going to be inevitable that I was never, ever going to be able to say that word. But yeah, you can get some chicken strips and French toast for a limited time over at Wendy's. So there you go. It's a deadly combo right there. It is kind of a crazy combo. I might have to go try that one, but Tyler, do you have to board?
0: Yeah, I should probably go board my plane. Okay. Well,
1: at least we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Yes, you will. I will be back in the Sports Closet studio with you guys tomorrow. And this is totally just listeners will not care at all. We have our new intern coming in tomorrow to shadow us for the day. So we got to remember that, boys.
1: Sweet. New intern. Sweet. Owen every day. Owen all tomorrow. Tyler in the building. Pre-gaming.
0: I'll and be after. on pre gaming with Boardsy. I'm back. I'm back to a full schedule. I land tonight at 11:30 at EIA. So I got a long travel day in front of me. I got like a four hour layover in Montreal, but uh, I will be back. There
1: you go. Talk well, to Sam Montembeau. Yeah, let, <laughs> yeah. See if you can find Montembeau as you're there and see what he's up to, and show Monahan too as you're at it. And yeah. also tell Montreal fans not to take my trade proposal so so personally. But also <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the views. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, okay, you Tyler. see it. I see that. Bye, guys. There you go. Tyler Ramchuk on the Star Mechanical guest line. You would have thought. Would yeah, have got Tyler on a Star Look Mechanical. Look at the guy. Yeah, hey, how we, that he's
2: the guest on his own. Well, you saw it. I'm going to throw it again. It's ONE with Liam Horribin,
1: people. There you go. Special guest, Tyler Ramchuk. What do we got in the chat going on here? Uh, Danger Sweden. Don't laugh at Liam. He's foreign, learning English. God damn right!
2: Uh, I saw Patrick Puff was in here, really? and you called the the Dolphins frauds.
1: They are frauds. He did not. He did not take that kind. of uh, Sorry, Pat. The Dolphins don't beat good football teams. My sincerest. Same team. with the Cowboys. Same with the Cowboys. You know who does the Detroit Lions, despite losing on Thanksgiving. But anyways, what else have we got, Aaron, to kind of wrap up? We got to get to the DoorDash get- menu. But before we get to the DoorDash menu, Oilers Nation, pack the Nation truck. Food bank, food drive, presented by sure for the Giant. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can go to multiple locations across the city. Showed Ford and Shored Park, of course. Hog Beef Jerky, if you're out in the Laduke area on the south side of the city. Sports Closet, St. Albert Mall and Shored Park. Mall location, Shored Park definitely has the box because I gave it to them. Greta downtown and also Doc Patching Bread and Butter as well. But yeah, it's a, obviously the holidays are, are Quickly approaching, and these food banks and and people less fortunate need our help with this stuff. So, even if it's just a can of soup, pack it a can of corn, can of anything, whatever it is. And also, too, like, of course, we would like to for you to go and do this and help us out too by packing a nation truck, But you can just go online as well if you're not able to make it to any of these locations. It's about helping those who need it more than ever. But today is the last day you can donate to any of our. uh, What's up? five spots around the city now. So There's a
2: bin at Greta. When I saw it on Friday, I was like, wow, cool. The bar has it. But Liam, as well, I want to point out, I brought this on pre-gaming. Eric, our graphics guy, made this for us. The Oilers Nation Pack, the Nation Truck Food Bank, Food Drive presented by Sherwood Ford, the giant fun run for the cure. (laughs) (laughs) He acts fast and he's always watching the show and he makes it. He made it like five minutes after we talked about it. Shout out, Eric. We're not selling this shirt, but I might have to get this made
1: now. We we might just uh, make it for ourselves. Um, Before we get to the DoorDash menu thing again, Aaron, I have to ask you about your Alberta Blue Cross memory of the game from last night. But you know what? We can also cover the Washington game as well because we didn't get to chat about that, at least on this show. But there's only one thing better than sharing memories. And that is making new ones. ones. Also, our Blue Cross is uh, helping us out massively with our nation vacations. And we've got another one coming up in February, where we're going to the desert, folks. We're going to go watch the yolks versus the oil in the mullet arena. And what you could argue is close to a a once-in-a-lifetime experience from an NHL level. I think so. It's a a, once-in-a-what,
2: three-year, two, three-year window you got there? And the den, I've only heard, we have Maddie, our jack of all trades in the office here, and she went to a game in the den, what, a couple of weeks ago? And she said, oh my God, when this place is covered with orange and blue, this is going to be an insane thing. And that's the thing, Liam. It's like, if we travel with that many people, this place doesn't hold that many people. So it's going to be all orange, all blue. And uh, it's going to be nutty. It's going (laughs) to be Give me a party. That is for sure. Do you have a memory from last night's game that stands out the most? Without a doubt, Darnell Nurse, $9 million pass. I have that on repeat in my head. Mm. I went on Twitter afterwards just to relive the moment and I hear people say nice
1: things about Daryl because it's, it's been few and far between for the last couple of years. What about you? I'm not giving for Daryl. My, my Blue Cross moment, I'm just going to give it to him 97 just a fantastic game by him. Five points. He's absolutely buzzing right now. I think it's safe to say if the Oilers aren't back, at least Connor McDavid is back, which is basically says the Oilers might be back too. I think we might be back. Another thing I'll I'll shout out as well is the fact Leon Drysaddle scored from his office. That was was so nice to see. I'm so happy.
2: Everything was nice, man. Zach Hyman scored the reverse off a draw. It was all too good.
1: Did we talk about the no goal? No, we haven't actually. Okay, we can quickly talk about that. I just want to make one quick point. How is the NHL at a standard right now where they don't have the technology to tell you if a puck is over the line or not and is determined by if snow is blocking the vision or not? Ridiculous. It's crazy. We just saw a World Cup of football where they're literally able to computerize the game and call it a millimeter. does not there a chip in the ball? Why can't we do that? Why can't the NFL do that? Somebody explain I, I, it's that. It's crazy. I think the only argument against it, being in a chip in the puck in the NHL, is the fact that the goal can move. So the difference in football is the fact of like, the goal it's posts always, are always in the same spot. But surely there's someone out there smart enough that, than you and I that can figure this out. I know, you know? people like, that smarter than to. you and I. <laughs> so like, I'm, not, I'm not overly concerned, I can see why this goal wasn't allowed on the ice. I think the rest were put in a difficult position. Oh, yeah. But that's due to the lack of technology that the NHL refuses to upgrade in its own game and advance itself. These multiple areas the NHL gets in its own way the Minnesota Wild Marc-Andre Fleury Indigenous Night the other day, too, was absolutely outrageous that he wasn't allowed to wear that mask. It's a helmet. What does it matter? Like, like Seriously, as, who cares? As that long much? as it's up to a standard of safety for Fleury and his mask. If it gonna, stops pucks from
2: breaking his face, it's, it's then not it's gonna, good enough yeah, for me. Like, if like, it's not
1: going to blow up, if he gets a puck to the face, then what does it matter? And I know there's this, this idea that like, oh, well, we don't want everyone to have, like, do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. know the wording, if, but like, if you, you don't want messages out there that you don't want.
2: Then If stop. you let him
1: do it, then you have to let everybody do it. But, but don't promote hate. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't promote that kind of hatred. <laughs> Just like, don't put dumb shit on your math. Exactly. we will be good. Like, and, we're not, it's not that complicated. And like, look, like, I know there's always viewpoints, so I don't want to get into it too much, but like, what Marc-Andre Fleury was doing was nothing personal to anybody. And if it is, then that's your problem and yeah. not anybody else's. I believe his wife is indigenous. Something along those lines. Someone within know. his family. And there's multiple other things too. So it's, like, it's just so stupid. But you
2: know what I mean? it wasn't, and he had no allegiance and he wanted
1: to. Do what does it? it matter? I don't
2: care. I don't man. care. Either. Like, and it looked
1: cool too. Hockey it, is for it everyone. Cool. Unless you're playing in the NHL, then apparently yeah. it's only for a certain amount of people. Seriously. Uh, thanks, okay. Gary. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh Doordash. No. The menu, Nation 25 promo code right now, all caps, use on your first order of $25 or more. Also free delivery, I believe it as well. Yep. There's a couple of good games tonight on the NHL. Smallest lay, I think, is six games. But there's two that will stand out to me. The Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche is Buckle up, baby. an elite matchup. Elite matchup. It wasn't that long ago that that would have been like a Stanley Cup uh, thing. It still could be. That I, was say, I think right that now Vasilevsky's back now for Tampa Bay too. So that's going to add to the spice of this matchup because he is incredible. Uh, the other game I'm looking at is the Golden Knights versus Flames. Well, I don't know if this will be necessarily a close competitive game. And I want to get a look at the Knights. In the sense of I want to see what Golden Knights are right now. I think Sabres Can- Rangers also, but that, that is be- that is a good one. Uh Buffalo's in New York State, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah.
2: I assume there's a rivalry there to some degree. To
1: some degree, once again. Uh, Who is Patrick Kane gonna pick? Might be the rivalry. The Oilers apparently I just announced him on the team instead of a (laughs) bander King. I guess get nervous talking around Tyler. (laughs) Yeah, we don't we haven't spent time with him in a week. I don't know if he still likes me. Uh there's Vikings in the NFL there is one game, of course, a Monday night game, which actually should be a good one despite the quarterback i guess you could say this i know just josh Phillips. dobbs sanity uh, like, i like that you said it's like lynn sanity because exactly it like totally this. is yeah like, is. i don't know if this guy's gonna be good or not but it's fun he's right now. Good right now he's <laughs> like the only qb in like, it can't be all time in however long where he's had a rushing touchdown and a throwing touchdown in like four games in a row or something yeah. like that so credit to josh dobbs he's been able to establish himself as a uh is a legit NFL player, which is big. So that'll be a good game. I'm That's his go,
2: favorite player now, yes, as you know is. that. It's I'm, very annoying.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go Bears spread plus three. I just think, I, I know it's a bit crazy, but I'm starting to think a little bit differently about betting. I think the Vikings can win, but I think we're in that part of the year now where teams have started to find their identity a little bit. And I don't think the Bears are good, but I don't think they're, their defense has gotten way better as the year has gone along. Exactly. So I think they're kind of finding a little bit of groove here. And I think Minnesota are a little bit overrated for what they truly are. Josh Dobbs is great. I've really enjoyed watching him, but he's also Josh Dobbs. It, it's, it will. The the balloon will be popped soon enough. Eventually, yeah. Will, so, yeah. So I'm going to go spread tonight, plus three for the Bears over on Betway. Anything else, Aaron, or are we, we good to wrap here?
2: I think we're pretty good to wrap right now. Yeah. The only... Oh, I know one more, and it's here on my. Wait, did we talk about it? The Black Friday blackout. Oh out? yeah,
1: Black Friday. Let's rip that up. Look let's at see. that, buddy. See, together we're one well-oiled machine. There you go. So head over to nationgear.ca. You got Black Friday blackout gear. This stuff was. Looking this stuff is pretty sick. This stuff is sick,
2: man. I'm not just saying this because I work here, and that's all I wear. My literally my entire wardrobe is just free clothes now. But well, there are some sweet items on here. There's some sweet hats. There's toques, Nation Citizen toques. How are people to know that you're
1: in the chat every day if, if you, you don't, don't tell them with a logo on the top of your head? This this stuff is legit and it's only available for a limited yep. time. So head over to Nation Gear. Somebody
2: last night in After Dark, I'm wearing Neon Leon and they were like, hey, is that still available? And I was like, no, because it was a limited sale then. So that same logic needs to be applied to these ones. I believe those sweaters say a decade of darkness, a lifetime of glory. Yeah. That gets me fired up. But however, that
1: had me down a little bit on Friday when I was this suit. <laughs> So, oh, well, no, a decade of darkness. I hope not again. But no, there you we're go. back. We've got we We're so back. back. So back. Tyler's back tomorrow. They Abraham's have it. back tomorrow. The run of. Aaron and Liam comes to an end. Our longest reign together on this show. Yeah, really Tyler is never going to and left left for a week. <laughs> plus before. That was Let great. us know if
2: you enjoyed the Aaron and Liam variety hour for the last week because yeah. I'm sure Tyler will take another vacation and avoid the grind at some point. Eventually. So
1: we'll be ready. So before we leave, shout out Sports Closet. <laughs> Wendy's. Go and play the, the game over on dailyfaceoff.com. DoorDash. Dingo. Greta. Dingo. Alberta Blue Cross. <laughs> Good board, board, pack the nation truck, like I said, Willhawk Beef Jerky, Sports Closet, St. Albert show, Park Mall, Bread and Butter, Dog Patch, Greta, and Willhawk. Yeah, and then I think that's it. Damn, we'll one. correct ourselves if there's. Either one. way, we've got it posted everywhere. Just go do that. I'll just contact the food bank yourself and donate that way. That way, Star Mechanical, Safe Travels, Tyler, and Finning Cat YouTube chat. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. I'll say it one more time. I think the Oilers might have their swagger back. Wait, wait,
2: wait hold on, give me a second. I think I got my swagger I got my
1: swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's it. There you go. See you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.